This is Global Bible Study, a World Christianity Project, connecting you to the Word and to the world of God. Hello, in this episode, Mariana Leite, an education graduate and a theology student at Brazil Adventist University, is my co-host. When we witness, we speak of Jesus. But what would we know about Jesus without the Bible? The written word of God is the clearest and fullest revelation of Jesus, the living word. And to discuss about sharing the word, we welcome Dr. Andrew Tompkins, a teacher at Andrews University who has worked as a missionary in India. Guilherme Ribeiro, a theology and business student at Brazil Adventist University, who has spent some time volunteering in Zambia. And Zarish Jacob, born in Pakistan, she is a former student from Newbold College, living in London. Welcome everybody, we're glad that you have uh, tuned in for another episode of Global Bible Study. This is our episode number seven. And this time we're going to talk about sharing the Word of God with other people. This is part of our discussion this quarter about making friends for God. And we have been talking to people from several different countries and people experiencing very different countries and contexts as well. When we witness, we speak of Jesus. But what would we know about Jesus without the Bible? The written word of God is the clearest and the fullest revelation of Jesus, the living word. And I want to begin by asking Dr. Andrew. Um, so in the Bible, we not only learn about mission and about witnessing, but we also understand that the Bible is the actual message of mission, the, the real thing that we should share with other people. Is that right? Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting that um, you're right. We often think of looking at the Bible, finding examples of mission, maybe things we could follow, but actually the Bible itself is an act of mission, the, the providence of God to provide a written word uh, that's been translated numerous times in numerous languages is itself um, part of God's mission, just getting that very word around the world throughout history, uh, even into the present. So certainly I would see the Bible as having examples of mission, but also itself being an act of mission in uh, God providing it to us. When we uh, read the Bible, uh, is it always obvious or should we pay attention and study it carefully? And uh, the question is because it seems that in the past or maybe even in the present, even religious leaders may have studied the Word of God and missed the primary message or some of the main points. So how about uh, an advice in that sense? Well, I think uh, all of us, that's a danger for anyone, right? That we, yes. um, when we read the Bible, we, we tend to look at the Bible through our experiences and our backgrounds, and then we see things more naturally that way. Um, in the process, we often will miss other things, <laughs> um, which is one reason I've often argued we need to be reading the Bible with other people. And then even more specifically with people who may come from backgrounds 
context cultures different than ours uh, because by doing so you actually can pool together your various uh, readings of the Bible and you start to see things you've missed um, and you start to maybe experience God in ways you hadn't before as you see those things in the Bible. Um, um, that's beautiful. It's very interesting to see how sometimes we have to challenge our own understanding of how we approach scripture. And I would like to ask Guilherme about uh, when we share the word of God, we don't have a goal necessarily to prove to people that we are right and they are wrong. We have the goal to reveal Jesus in, the, in each facet of the truth that we share. How can we review the way that we approach other people with this truth that we have? Yeah, I guess while it's a challenge, it's also a good thing that it's not up to us like to convince someone doing something or understanding the way we are understanding that thing. And maybe part of the beauty is exactly that kind of perception that we are not the whole thing. Like we need God through us acting and speaking to them. And, and that's a nice point. Since the beginning, the word of God is an active thing and it's still be like, even if we try to use arguments or, or theories, theories we, we already, or we even have to, to understand that ultimately is not us, it's not our word but it's God's word through us. And, and that's nice because maybe as you study, you think like, oh, I can understand everything or maybe more than this person. And that's a thing that I also can see like in, in many times of preaching or if studying Bible, we catch those lessons from people there are like unlikely to be the people that should teach us for example kids or stuff people that never heard can teach you about things of bible jesus himself told a lot of us about that i think that's quite beauty yes absolutely true it's beautiful how the bible can be so complex and at the same time so close to our hearts um, and it sometimes seems a little bit like a paradox because the Bible refers to itself as, well, with many symbols, with many metaphors. So, for example, we see, um, as, as the study guide brings to us, symbols of the role of the scripture in people's lives. So as a light that illuminates and a fire or a hammer or a seed. Um, there are so many analogies, so many examples of the role that scripture can have in our lives. And I would like to ask Zarish, about what do you believe it's so fascinating about the, these different roles of scripture in our lives and what can you learn from these analogies? Um, while reading the Bible, I think depending on your life situation, what you're going through, people relate to different things in the Bible and there can be many life lessons through that. It, for example, from what other people did and how you can apply that to your own life or I don't know, take a lesson morally from it. Dr. Andrew, what do you think is one of the most interesting analogies that we find about scripture in, in scripture? Anyone that jumps to mind? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I've always kind of thought the idea of it being a double-edged sword to be kind of an interesting um, <laughs> concept of the idea that it's coming out of the mouth of God as a sword. Um, it is in some ways maybe troubling if we're not careful in how we read that, but uh, 
but is also quite telling in the power of the Bible to really be able to help us navigate the world um, and, and to help us know what's, what's right, what's wrong, how to uh, live more responsibly, uh, both in relationship to God, but also in relationship to each other. And there's something that we kind of look at as a book, but in fact can be viewed as a sword or, uh, so, and of course there are many other um, metaphors as well. Yeah. How about you, Guilherme? Any analogy that uh, applies to you maybe at this point in your life or any experience that uh, you can relate to? I guess since I was a child, I was impressed by the truth that Jesus said that like his word or the, or the word of God is like the bread. He compared it to that. That's quite nice because like many cultures uses this as a fundamental food, like every day, a daily food. And it's quite nice how we can see that the same thing, like it's, it's the thing that you that puts you there, it's the thing that maintains you there, that could keep you moving and being alive. So I guess it's, it's quite impressive. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Dr. Andrew, so the study guide says that the Word of God is a creative word. And maybe we can even play with words here in the sense that uh, we can think that the Word of God has the power to create, but also to be creative. And uh, what lessons can we draw from this uh, and apply it into our lives, and especially to witnessing to other people? Yeah, that's it's good. John 1, of course, is kind of the key passage that brings that out. The, uh, the word was with God, the word is God. Um, and then there's references to creation. So of course, that idea that the word was before the world, in a sense, uh, that created the world. Uh, but it's interesting that God created um, the world, but then he created human beings themselves to be creative. And that's part of what it means to be made in the image of God. And so as we look around the world and we see uh, people who may be doing things very different than us, um, but are pursuing God, we can recognize this is This is okay in many cases. Of course, we always want to look for God's work and, and also where evil may be taking place, but God is working and creativity is happening constantly. Um, how we follow God is different than uh, the people that came before us and it's different than people on the other side of the world. And that's often okay because we were made to be creative. Um, and, and that's true of all aspects of our lives. Uh, so as we're sharing our faith, we can also be learning about God from others in the process of sharing new things with them. I think that's part of the creative process that comes from the word uh, in the beginning. I really like what you said, Pastor Andrew, about how our experience, our personal experience with God and how different it can be um, depending on the person, depending on the context. And I believe that we can all say something about our personal experience. I would like to ask Zarish about what would your perception be about the benefits of having a relationship with the Bible, of studying the Word of God? I feel like it adds more meaning to your life versus not believing in anything at all, like no God. 
um, life kind of feels meaningless without it, honestly, for me. And I believe that the study guide also brings a very nice quote from Ellen White about exactly this. Um, it says that this word imparts power, it begets life. Every command is a promise accepted by the will, received into the soul. It brings with it life of the infinite one. It transforms the nature and recreates the soul in the image of God. I think that's a, a beautiful message, a beautiful understanding of what you just said. Guilherme, is there a danger uh, of, especially for the more religious ones among us, that we can uh, maybe read a lot uh, the Bible and not apply its teachings to our lives? You know, how to make sure that it's not only a theory and uh, interesting thoughts, but that that becomes part of the reality of our experiences with God. The guide lesson brought us uh, the story, an example, when the Pharisees were like discussing, arguing with Jesus. He said, well, you read the things you, you've read since always, but you couldn't see that I am there. And I, I guess that is a trouble. Like many times we, I don't know, we get in touch with the Bible, but not with the God of the Bible. We, many times we study the things as a separated or, I don't know, a, a far thing away from us. And and that really can, can make a lot of mess. Many countries, Christian countries can see that in many ways people, Bible are uh, like being used as, as a word in a bad sense, maybe many confusions are made and discussions, things that we, if get closely to the Bible, like um, humbly readers, we could avoid that. And, and that's a thing that that's not like uh, right now I've, I, I've already arrived here. That's okay. Uh, that's a past problem. No, I guess every day we should like become more attend to that, those things that we have to to always watch ourselves because that's a thing that can, can comes back like we are always learners we we never like arrive in the thing that we can say oh it, here it's okay I, I've learned everything I guess humbly is a thing that we can have Dr. Andrew the study guide mentions several Bible texts and uh, several stories of people and their relation to the Word of God. And one that uh, I think it's very interesting is when Peter is before the Sanhedrin and uh, in Acts chapter 4, verse 20, it says, For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. It seems like there is a natural flow uh, between the experience that we have and the, the experience we have with the revelation of God, the things we learn through it, and then how we share it with other people. And just it should kind of be uh, automatic in a sense. Yeah, I like that idea of, of um, the Word of God and the experiences and all of it kind of flowing together. Um, I think one of the worst things we can do is kind of limit the Bible to some sort of intellectual uh, exercise where we're reading these texts and we have these beliefs that we can uh, say and, and, and we know them in our head, but then what does that mean for everyday life? Uh, the Bible really is meant to be lived, not simply taught or told. 
Um, and, and that doesn't mean we don't speak uh, um, about it, but at the same time, if you're just gonna speak about it or take things out of it and try to share those beliefs without living something different, uh, it really has lost its power and, and kind of its meaning that separates it from other texts that we have in the world. Um, you know, if you don't live the Bible, then it really has just become kind of another form of literature in a sense. Yeah. Uh, it's really when it's lived out. Um, and, and that's something we're all learning and doing day by day uh, and growing in our understanding of. Thank you, Pastor Andrew. That was beautiful. And I believe that in the study guide, we managed to see how important it is to understand the Bible correctly, to apply it to our lives. And once the Bible begins to transform our lives, then we'll be able to share it more appropriately because it will be really meaningful to us. And we will have, um, as we saw a couple weeks ago, we will have the eyes of Jesus and the, his heart when we understand his character through his word. And to end, um, we would like to, if you want to make any final comments, you're welcome to. And we would like to establish a tradition that we have here. Uh, which is saying Happy Sabbath in different languages. Uh, well, Pastor Marcelo and I were both from Brazil, um, so we'll just say Happy Sabbath and Feliz Sábado in Portuguese. And we invite you to say it in a language of your choice, if you want. Um, Pastor Andrew, would you like to begin? <laughs> well, in the language I learned in India, they didn't. Uh, they they often said Happy Sabbath, even though it was English. <laughs> they didn't have an equivalent in their language, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. Um, so I don't have uh, necessarily another uh, version of another language. I do know Telugu, which is an Indian language, and I've often asked my wife what Happy Sabbath would be, and she came up with some term, but it was something no one had ever said before, I think. So, <laughs> um, so I don't have a special Happy Sabbath from another language, but I'm sure uh, others in the group might, and I'm sure people even in my wife's language would want to wish everyone a Happy Sabbath. <laughs> That's fine. Very nice. Zarish, in Urdu. I wish I could I could help, but I, I tried to ask my mom, but she hasn't replied to me yet, so <laughs> I'm not really sure at the moment. <laughs> That's fine. actually yes. It's it's called Sabbat Mubarak. Uh, Happy Sabbath. Sabbat Mubarak. <laughs> makes sense. Awesome. Yeah. I like that. Um, didn't learn a few weeks ago from Hezron how to say Happy Sabbath in Hindi? Yeah, can't remember on the spot now. <laughs> it's probably similar to my wife's language. I, they may not actually, they may say Happy Sabbath. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Hezron actually, he taught us in uh, in uh, uh, Malayalam, I think, oh. or Tomonara. Yeah, in not Hindi, that's why. But, but I should know uh, how, it's, uh, how it is in Hindi by now. Jeremy, did you learn uh, anything there specific in Zambia? Yeah, they have two things, two, two modes to say that. Like, they say Sabata Lokoma, and I guess that's for Happy Sabbath, not like wishing have a week, I guess. So, because like the word is quite the same. And Sabata uh, Yabuino also, too. Like, Okay, so I believe this will be it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much for our guests being here. Um, and we will see you all next week. On behalf of our producer, Lucas Moreira, 
and all of us thanks for joining global bible study we highly recommend that you study this topic in depth with your study guide don't forget to follow and interact with us on social media on instagram at world christianity until next time you